Welcome to Dexter First Pentecostal Church Podcast. We're glad that you're here and hope that you are blessed with today's message. Seated if you're sitting. Amen. October the uh, 2019, a gentleman by the name of Tyler Moon uh, took part in a 10-mile race in Minneapolis. And uh, he was a, a man of faith and he wanted to declare his Christian faith. And so he decided to put on the the runner's bib that he would wear. Uh, He put the words, Jesus saves. And uh, he hoped that 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 may would inspire someone that would be in the crowd. But instead, uh, the message would prove to be eerily prophetic that day. The 25-year-old that during the race had a heart attack. And he collapsed around mile eight. Of the race, about a dozen people rushed to help him, administering CPR and calling an ambulance. And irony would have it that the first one to reach uh, Tyler would be a man by the name of Jesus, Jesus Bueno. Amen. Was a certified RN, and he was the first to reach Tyler and began CPR. So it, it was irony that the message that he was wanting to display was Jesus did save him that day. Amen. And not only did, it, did he save Tyler, but I'm thankful today that we know a man whose name was Jesus, is Jesus. Amen. And not only has he, he has saved us from our very sins, and we're thankful for the message of this season, praise God, of what the resurrection entails and what, amen, took place at the crucifixion that took our sins, he bore our sins, amen, to give us redemption. I want to go to the book of Matthew this evening, a familiar couple verses here, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. The Bible says, Jesus speaking, he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And Jesus said, I will give you rest. Verse 29, he says, Take my yoke upon you, And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. For a few moments tonight, I just want to speak to you concerning the idea or the subject, amen, of a burden bearer. How many are thankful tonight that you have a God that bears all your burden today. Can we one more time lift our hands and just thank the Lord for His goodness this evening. God, we worship You. We bless Your name. We're thankful, Lord, today for the authority of Your Word and, God, the power today of Your name. And we ask, Lord God, as You will minister to every heart, every soul, every mind, O God, as You will bring a peace, Lord God, as You will help us to understand that, Lord, You are faithful and just. And, Lord, we're thankful for Your goodness and Your Word and its promises in Jesus' name. Praise God. Everybody said, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. How heavy does something have to be to be too heavy? Amen. Praise God. How heavy does something have to be to be too heavy? Now, don't be looking at me. Amen. Praise God. A, uh, a psychologist, she was a, a, an instructor, was teaching, and she was walking around a room and uh, teaching stress management. 
to her audience. She raised a glass of water. Everyone expected they, they would then be asked that half-empty or half-full question. But instead, with a smile on her face, she inquired, How heavy is this glass of water? Answers called out range from 8 ounces to 20 ounces. And her reply was that the absolute weight really does not matter. It depends on how long that I hold it. If I hold it for a minute, it's not a problem. If I hold it for an hour, I may have an ache in my arm. If I have to hold on to this glass of water for the entire day, my arm is going to maybe feel and grow numb. Amen. In each case, the, the weight of the glass of water never changes. It's the same weight the entire time. But the longer I hold it, the heavier it becomes. She continued, she said, the stresses and worries in life are like that glass of water. Think about them for a while and nothing really happens. You think about them a bit longer and then they begin to hurt. And if you think about them all day long, every day, you begin to feel paralyzed, incapable of doing anything. It's important to remember to let go of your stresses as early as you possibly can. Put all your burdens down. Don't carry them through the evening into the night. Remember, you got to put the glass down. We have the Word of God that assures us in 1 Peter 5 and 7, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. You and I this evening, uh, we have a burden bearer. Uh, he wants to take that glass uh, out of your hand. He wants to take wh what's heavy and weighing you down. He wants to carry it for you. But you and I have got to remember to be willing to let it go. Amen. We have certainly without question found ourselves amongst an extremely high stress environment in our society. Amen. Some things that we are seeing transpire have been quite alarming. Amen. These last two, three weeks, things have happened that I never would have dreamed would have happened. The fact that we would be gathering online for church, I would have never thought that would have been a, a need or a possibility. Amen. We're seeing things take place. Amen. That we never would have imagined within ourselves. Amen. I was listening today to a, uh, a one of the experts, and uh, he made a statement. He said the mental and the emotional impact of this entire pandemic can have as big or even bigger impact than the very virus itself. How people handle it, how they respond. If you go to your local grocery store, it tells you they're not handling it very well. Amen. Praise God. People are in fear. My wife was telling me today, she overheard a couple of ladies talking, I'm coming back here in a, bit, in a minute uh, and I'm going to get me another round of groceries uh, because their fear was there's going to come a moment or a time when we're not going to be allowed to go back to the grocery store. That's not been said, but it's a fear mechanism reaction. 
Here are the facts concerning the coronavirus as of now. Amen. The facts are that those 85 to 86 percent of those who have been diagnosed with the COVID-19 are going to have no to mild to just moderate symptoms. 85 percent of them, that's their experience. 14 to 15 percent are going to go into the hospital for treatment but then recover. And then 3% of those 14, amen, may, may well perish. And although that is sad and we, we, we don't want nobody dying, the, 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 the fact of the matter is there are those that have and there are those that will. But even that being said, it is a very small margin of the overall number. Amen. But my focus here tonight will be more on the, the mental and the emotional fallout of this entire pandemic is going to create more destruction in lives and take as many or even more lives as the virus itself. I'm reminded of another statistic of the Vietnam War, uh, the 10-year war. Amen. In that war, American uh, soldiers, there were 55,000 and so many that lost their lives. Horrible. But uh, th this is an old statistic, uh, but there have been since then, uh, and more now, but the old statistic says there have been 75,000 uh, soldiers that came home that committed suicide. More died from, the, from, from their own hands than from the enemy. Oftentimes the emotional fallout uh, is or can be more destructive than the actual issue at hand. Over the weekend, the U.N. Secretary General said that there have been a global surge of domestic violence worldwide. Amen. In America, from March the 10th to March 24th, amen, calls that, were into, that came into the domestic violence hotline. They say on average they have about 2,000 calls a week. 951 of those calls were concerning or were, were, were claiming that the COVID-19 as being the culprit. People are not handling this pandemic very well. Whether it be during a pandemic or just the difficulties of life, Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30 is always relevant. Amen. These verses of scripture are verses in which you and I could always find a place to apply because life with, with a pandemic, without a pandemic, life can be hard, life can be tough, stresses can be beyond our ability to handle. I need to apply Matthew chapter 11, 28, 29, and 30 to my life where Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor. Everybody say labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Amen. Come unto me, all ye that labor. Now, who will fit under that category of labor. Well, the word labor means to be emotionally fatigued. So if you are emotionally fatigued, then you fit under the category of being those who labor. Amen. It also means to be discouraged. If you are discouraged today, then you fall under that category of all ye that labor. 
those that work hard, if you, if you work hard, amen, maybe you're tired, you fall under that category of all ye that labor. To grow weary, Maybe, maybe you started this thing doing okay, but, but you find yourself growing weary and, and more weary, trouble and suffering. Uh, it means uh, to uh, reducing the strength uh, and being, again, in weariness. Uh, amen. One definition I found uh, kind of interesting, but it means to beat the beast in grief. Amen. I mean, that kind of takes on a whole different picture. Amen. This is not just being a little bit weary, but you may be so, you may be what they call dead dog tired. And I'm not just talking physically, but maybe you find yourself spiritually in that condition here today. Amen. Repeated blows, one after another. Every moment I try to stand up, I get knocked back down. You fit under that category of all ye that labor. But he didn't just say those that labor, but he also says, and are heavy laden. What does that mean? Well, to be loaded down, to be burdened down, to be overburdened with ceremony. And here's a phrase that it says, uh, to have spiritual anxiety. I don't know about you, but you may feel tonight that your feet aren't too solid on, on your spiritual stand here today. Maybe you find yourself wavering. Maybe you don't know which way to go. And you, you, you find yourself under that category of being heavy laden. But when you combine those that labor and are heavy laden, you've got an issue together with those. Hallelujah. But Jesus said to those that labor, to those that are heavy, that are heavy laden, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. This is not about God coming into your life and flipping a switch to make you feel better. But he wants you to have some understanding. He wants you, amen, for something to engage, amen, a light to come on, if you will, in your mind, amen, to have the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. John 13 and 15 says, For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Amen. Learn of him. How can I learn of him? Just do what Jesus did. Live your life according to his plan. Amen. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow after Jesus. Paul said in Philippians 2 and verse 5, he said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Uh, I don't know about you or not, uh, but I certainly uh, can stand here this evening uh, and I can declare to you uh, that I need God. I can't do this on my own standing. Uh, I don't have the ability uh, to make it on my own, uh, but I need my mind to be renewed. Amen. Uh, I need my heart uh, to be made new again. Uh, I need to be touched. Uh, and, and, and minister to every day of my life. He said, take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek. Everybody say meek. <laughs> Philippians 2 verses 7 and 8 says, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. 
Remember, Jesus said, learn of me. Do as I did. Well, that's what he did. Amen. He took upon him the form of a servant. Many of you have heard me say, I, I listened to a lot of Dr. Phil. And he did say, as I was listening today, that it, to help kind of the emotional impact, uh, he said, volunteer, serve, be, be a servant. And I thought, well, that is, that's scriptural. I want to be like Jesus. And Jesus took upon him the form of a servant. Amen. And being found in fashion as a man, the Bible says he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Now, that's where we say, I'm going to check out. I don't want to go there. But I'm telling you, when you're obedient to God and you lose your flesh, it's not about me. I am not my own, but I have been bought with the price. I want to glorify God in both my, by my body and my soul. Hallelujah. Meek. The word means gentle. I'm thankful we serve a God who is gentle. I don't deserve that. Amen. I, honestly, to be, to be honest with you, I know for myself, uh, I deserve to be grabbed by the nap of the neck and thrown around because I, I'm, I, I'm nothing in my own. But I serve a, not just a merciful and a gracious God, but I serve a gentle God, amen, who comes alongside me and offers to take and bear my burden. Amen. Praise God, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. That's not just a, hey, take a 15-minute break and relax, drink you some cold iced tea. But that's, that's a rest that goes much deeper than just that. That's a rest for your soul. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16 says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. But what did they say? We will not walk therein. Amen. Let me, let me, let me tell you tonight, you, we, we have a choice. We have a decision to make. Amen. The options are very clear. We, we either live this life from our perspective and do what we think is logical and reasonable and, and all, whatever, whatever flesh declares, or we do as Paul says we're supposed to, and that is that we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. We look at the things which are not seen, which doesn't make sense, because he said the things that are not seen are eternal. That which you do see is temporal. Amen. We, we choose today to say, God, I'm going to follow you. I want to I wanna live my life, my life based on, Lord, your economy, not my economy. I, I want to make decisions based upon the principles that your word supports. Because I'm telling you, you will never do the wrong thing by following the word of God. You'll never find yourself, amen, all somewhere by alone and desperate when you follow the word of God. The word of God will lead you to the place you need to be. David, he prayed in Psalms 139. I love these two verses, verses 23 and 24. He said, search me, O God, and know my heart, and try me. Now, do you really want him to? He said, but try me and know my thoughts. I, I want to be certain. Oh God, I want to give you complete access to me. And verse 24 and see if there be 
any wicked way in me. I want to open myself up, God. I want to, I want to make myself completely vulnerable to you. But then that last phrase, and lead me in the way everlasting. See, it takes me being willing to open myself to God and, and completely bear myself to Him. Amen. And give Him access to my life. And say, God, I don't want to hold anything back. I don't want to keep anything from you. But I want to open myself. And when I do that, I have the promise that He will lead me in the way everlasting. Hallelujah. And then Jesus ends at verse 30 with, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. The Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard. I'm telling you, every direction if you walk away from Calvary, it's downward. Amen, downward. You may think, well, what, what's going to really make me happy? No, no, no. If it, if it don't line up with the word of God, it ain't going to make you happy. It's going to leave you further and further, further down. But if you'll hold to the word of God and follow after the word of God, I'll guarantee you without doubt in my mind, it'll lead you to, again, the way of everlasting. 1 John 5 and 3 says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Amen. I don't know about, about you, but serving the Lord for me, is it's wonderful. I don't want to do anything else. We used to sing a song when we, when we were younger in, the, in our youth choir back in Bernie, back in the day. And the song we sang was, I Choose to Be a Christian. And in there somewhere, I'll get the words all jumbled up, but I, it says I can, I can chew, dip, sm smoke, and cuss. I can do all those things if I wanted to, but I choose to be a Christian. I'm not here because I have to be. I'm here because I want to be. I honestly don't want to live any other way because I have found, again, his commandments aren't grievous, but they're life-giving. Jesus said in John 10 and 10, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But he said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. He's my burden bearer. He wants to make life better for you. Don't, don't get in your mind, amen, that God is just waiting for you to get out of line so he can knock you around. That's not what God is. That's not at all the image that you need to have of him. He is a loving God. He's a merciful God. He's one that wants to come up beside of us and give us comfort. Get us through life. Carry our burden. Again, as I repeat to the scripture in Peter, amen, to cast all of our cares upon him. Why? For he careth for us. I believe it's 1 John 4 and 19. It says that we love him because he first loved us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We're getting ready to land. Praise God, making our final approach. Hallelujah. When walking through the rural roads of India, not that any of you have done that, but if you do, 
you will occasionally come across a, a post, what seems to be in the middle of nowhere. But on that post, there'll be a very sturdy shelf. And that, so you got a post and you got a shelf, and that shelf's about shoulder high. These posts there in India are called the Soma Tonga, which means a resting place. As people travel on foot, they can stop at a Soma Tonga and place their heavy load on the shelf for relief. Then once they're rested, they can continue on their journey. When you see, when you understand that you, and you read that, it's easy to understand then why Christians in the nation of India, they call Jesus my Soma Tonga. Amen. Peter again said, cast our burdens upon him. Reality here is this. As you travel the rugged, rural roads of life, amen, have you found the rest that only Jesus can offer you? Rest from the burden, amen, praise God. Rest from the burden of sin. Rest from the worries of life, amen. I want to invite you tonight. Why don't you come to Jesus with your burdens? For he is your Soma Tonga. <laughs> Amen. You're not designed to carry those burdens. But you've got a burden bearer today. Even in the most uncertain moments of your life. He's constant. He's steady. He is steadfast. And he is willing to bear your burdens today. Hallelujah. Tonight, as we come to a close, I want to invite you where, where you are today, amen, to consider what we have shared. Amen. I, I know when you're, when you're like me and you've been familiar with, with church and the Word of God your whole life, I've, I've read Matthew 11, 28, 29, 30, many, many times. I don't want that just to be letters on a page, but I want to invite you tonight to take what we have read, and I'm telling you, let it be applied to your life. Amen. It's, it's more than just letters on a page, but it's reality. He wants you to come. He wants you to learn of Him. He wants you to find that His burden is light. He wants you today to come and find the rest that you so desperately need rest for your souls. So I encourage you, amen, right now, if you will, come on, right there where you're, where you're sitting or where you're standing, why don't you lift your hands? Why don't you lift your voice? And most importantly, why don't you lift your heart to God? Oh, God, make even a cry of desperation. Lord, I need you to bring peace into my life. I need you, God, to carry this burden that I'm bearing. And I assure you, he will in the name of Jesus. Come on, church, let's call out to God. There's somebody that needs, amen, to allow the Lord to carry their burdens today. Come on, let's reach out in the name of Jesus. This has been a service of Dexter First Pentecostal Church in Dexter, Missouri. We're a church where we make His passion our purpose.